The following is a sponsored program on 100.7 FM, WHIN 1010 AM. The views, information, or opinions expressed during this program are solely those of the individuals or participants involved and do not necessarily represent those of Braden Madison Broadcasting or its employees. 100.7 FM, WHIN 1010 AM presents Sumner County Spotlight, a weekly public affairs program each Sunday morning at 10 AM. Here's your host for Sumner County Spotlight, Jeff Shannon. Well, welcome into Sumner County Spotlight, and we always have very interesting guests in the studio. And I came across this guy uh, not long ago, and I was just fascinated by his message and what he is doing for society. And it just kind of blows me away. And I, I just don't know how you have that much energy to do what you do. <laughs> He's a singer-songwriter, an entertainer. I mean, he has performed countless shows with some of the most infamous artists, infamous, I say, <laughs> and infamous uh, artists of, of all time. He has recently started a organization called called Giving Guitars, and it's on tour right yeah. now. Bringing in Stephen Cade right here. Hey there, Jeff. Thank you for uh, having me out. I appreciate it. It's such a great day. Beautiful day here yes. in uh, in Nashville area, yeah. definitely. Well, you know, I'll tell you, what you're doing with the Giving Guitars, now it is a 501c3, mm-hmm. so it is a nonprofit, and you're doing this. Let us let me stop talking. I want you to kind of introduce this, <clears throat> tell it how it got started, and tell us what it's what it's all about. If, if I have to rewind farther, I, I'm not, I'm not going to go so far back, but basically in 2021, I was playing a show in Brentwood, Tennessee. Mm-hmm. And when I got in the back of this yard, there was a guitar pool. There was people around. Like I felt like I was at a like a high profile L.A. sort of like backyard party. It was really cool. And so was uh, P Diddy there? <clears throat> no, no, he no, wasn't. But Diddy I, wasn't I, there. He might okay. as well have been there. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, and so I got to perform there. And the gentleman that invited the artist to play there, he was the one who he's who's been instrumental in what's been happening here. His name is Brent Yates, and he is just the type of person he. He got very successful in business. Mm-hmm. He uses his energy, his talent, his resources to help others, to help others. Mm-hmm. And so he essentially uh, also had a podcast, and uh, we got to know each other a little bit at the at the uh, party there. And he goes, "Why don't you get on my podcast with? And, you know, I'll I'll be happy to interview you." So I said, "Sure thing. That sounds great." You know, he had a, a guitar wall. I mean, fifty <laughs> guitars high with Taylor guitars. I'm like, this is this guy's really cool, and his family was nice and everything was just great. So I'm like, all right, well, let's see what God's going to do. So we went in for the podcast and we had a great interview. And at the very end of the interview, he poses a question to me saying something to the fact of like, if we can help you, you know, possibly put some, you know, guitars into some kids' hands and stuff, would you be interested in doing something like that, you know, or something to that effect? And I and I was like shocked at the, the question at the end of the, the interview. It was almost like I was like, like God was putting me on the spot mm-hmm, for something. Yeah. I didn't know exactly what this was. And so after we were done, you know, he said, pray about, you know, how we could use, you know, your talents and abilities to help other people. And so my wife and I were driving in Texas on a tour and she goes, you know what, why don't we do something called Instruments for Inspiration? And under that, let's call, let's do giving guitars. And I'm like, I love that. And mm-hmm. so what are we going to do? So I went back to Brent and I said, I think what we're going to do is we're going to go to homeless shelters. We're going to go to at-risk youth we're going to go to foster homes we're going to go to different shelters that where people are in need and and can't i mean they they don't have food they don't have clothing they don't have shelter they don't have sometimes a lot of the times family and we want to bring music 
as 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 a hope and guitars specifically and he's like i love it i love the idea and so we went to the rathgaber center in october of which is the rathgaber center is a salvation army foundation there that helps homeless families in austin texas that was our first foundation and organization that we went to and we donated guitars there and then from there we have now been to 63 different shelters across 14 states uh we've donated over 100 guitars and raised over a couple hundred thousand dollars for these organizations and impacted just inspired a lot of people with the with the guitar well i mean it's a fascinating idea of course it hasn't been done before that that i've ever heard anything like that but so how is these received when you go to a shelter i know you you got something up in kentucky that you're visiting but how are they received when you say, hey, do they invite you or you, you reach out to them? Yeah, so uh, we have started a just a collaboration with other foundations and you it's it's a it's interesting. Sometimes you'll find people and they're like, I can't even believe you're gonna come here and perform and donate a guitar. Like are you are you serious? You know, mm-hmm. and we're like, Yeah, absolutely. I think this is a great, you know, we would love to do this. And and then there's sometimes on rare occasions where you know it just doesn't work the program doesn't work out for them for whatever reason mm-hmm. but essentially we are getting word of mouth i'm an artist as as you know i'm i'm a modern country artist i just won modern country artist of the year at the grand Ole Opry just Congrats, about 5 man. months ago thank wow. you and so the re, the way i have always paid my bills from day 1 and i joke around i say my dad wasn't a rich oil guy i'm just cuz i'm from texas you know my <laughs> i didn't invest in the dot com boom in the 90s you know i i really have made all of my income is comes from tips and it comes from performances mm-hmm. as an artist and i have a family i have a beautiful wife and and two kids and and that's how i support them so what we had to do was we're thinking how can i give to others how can i do something that is inspiring to to other people mm-hmm. with the platform that i have you know it's been a it's been an amazing journey and i'm just looking forward to seeing what the next chapter is going to be i mean i see a, a bright future in it because there are so many organizations that i think of just off the top of my head that are located right here in sumner county they're doing incredible things with kids you know with with you know less fortunate people and music heals everything man i mean you know that i mean you're an incredible songwriter you've written these songs it just impacts you and it just affects your heart that says i gotta i gotta do something it's if exactly you can write a great it. song that touches people, that's it. I mean, that's essentially that's essentially it. We 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 have gone forward and we move. Really, we move in faith with everything that we do with giving guitars. And since we are a five hundred one c three, getting to the organizations, it's not always easy. We have to make sure we have enough gas to get there. You know, yeah, but but yeah. what we do is, I was going to, I was talking about me being an artist. I perform a, probably about fifteen times a month, fifteen to twenty different venues a month. And so what I do is I try to look into the city where I'm going to go and perform. Like, for instance, I'm performing in um, Chelsea, Alabama. Mm-hmm. And so I'm performing for the Homewood properties down there. And I said I called up the owner of the market where I'm going to be performing. And I said, is there an organization that you guys support and promote? in that area and they said well yes sir there's actually king's home is in the area and i'm it, and <laughs> exact and i have this reaction like well thank you you know i appreciate that and do you have any do you have a contact there by any chance because i like to reach out to them mm. yes uh we do so then they just are so nice they you know they offer up the name or something or maybe they don't even do that and i just go look them up on google and i say i'm coming into town i'm going to be performing and i'd like to stop by before i perform visit your facility tour facility i'd like to start raising awareness about your facility i want to meet the people that are in the facility right now 
now and I want to come and donate a guitar to them and sing a couple songs from them. Would that be okay for you guys? And they're like, duh. <laughs> yeah. Hello. They're like, they're like, oh my goodness, that would be really fantastic. And so what we end up doing is we almost create like a signature event for these foundations essentially for for free because an organization with the way an organization works in terms of raising money of course they have private funding they have government funding they have grants but they normally have somewhere between one to three events a year it could be a -a walkathon it could be a gala it could be anything along those lines and so they are happy to have an event where they don't have to do anything they just 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 open up the door and let yeah. me come in yeah. and they don't have to pay for anything it's, it's all donated all my time of course my own time i just donate it and the guitars donated so we just go in there and they're blessed by it mm-hmm. and so we raise awareness in their community because we were having a conversation earlier how you know these days uh, there's a lot of sort of people flowing in and out of a city right and so there's always somebody new coming into your city yep. and sometimes those people want to know what's going on around here where i can get involved and help people on a different level sure. how, how can i be in hands and feet you know for somebody to to lift somebody up so that that's just another way to get the word out you know no absolutely with all this work i mean there, there is a lot of work and you've got help doing it <laughs> you, you can't do it all yourself I'd, I'd love like on your website that you make it very easy to somebody to donate yes you got the qr codes i mean everything's right there how easy is that come so, on so if they want to donate where would they go you go to givingguitars.org and there's a donate button and we really appreciate that very much we do have like uh like you said we have venmo we have um you can send a check you can do square you can do paypal um and also we actually have an area where you can do donor advised funds that's a whole area i have not heard that yeah oh, well a lot of people okay. don't know what donor advised funds are and the only reason is because it's as sad as this sounds a lot of people who have been very successful in life they feel like and this is great you got to love this they want to leave a legacy and that's the way they can do it in a very financially creative way i could mm-hmm. this much way i could say that a, 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 a wealth manager would be able to say it so much more eloquently than i can but at the end of the day stocks we'll take stocks you know uh well and, i like how you put it here yeah. on the website gifts of securities yes. and stocks transfers exactly <laughs> i have not seen that yeah. you know happen yeah it, anybody it, doing that it yeah. has happened and thank you lord it did happen uh, recently and i was like wow this is great and we are on the road constantly doing mm-hmm. this so we have about six six visits up ahead of us right now and like we're we're going to be in like i said chelsea alabama we're going to be in champaign illinois we're going to be visiting safe haven here in nashville tennessee tennessee baptist children's home mm-hmm. here in nashville tennessee we're also going to be at the room in the inn in columbia and um but that will be one of many here in tennessee that we've already visited we visited you know the whole tennessee children's home all of them the ones in knoxville mm-hmm. the ones in here in spring hill and the one in penson uh in addition to the nashville rescue mission uh, matthew 25 here and we have just been going and going and going and we're hearing a lot of great results but yeah it's yeah. been tremendous well you and your family live here in gallatin correct and look there are so many incredible folks and organizations that are helping people from children to the homeless to the unfortunate it's just amazing how people come and help 
mm-hmm. you know. So, but this is so different. It is, it's and an I'm ins- glad you came up with this. It's an inspirational way to, to get involved with a lot of different organizations because music is so universal, and it is very. It, it sets the mood in any environment, and you know, a guitar is the easiest instrument to carry around, other than a harmonica. Okay, yeah, that's true. <laughs> I mean, that you can really perform with, and really, if you think about a harmonica, is it's a little bit. Uh, it's not as versatile as a guitar. Let's mm-hmm. be honest, you know, uh, or a flute. You know, flute's easy to walk around with too, but uh, you're not walking around with a set of drums or a big piano or something like that. You're you're able to walk into any room and play guitar, and immediately, with as fast as you can think about it, the sounds that are inf- affecting the air, the air molecules that are being pushed out from that vocal and that guitar, it's automatically creating a mood. For people and so and sometimes it's interesting music can be offensive too isn't that interesting mm-hmm. you know there's some songs that may offend us or sounds that may offend us but at the end of the day it is going to cause a reaction no matter yeah, what yeah. <laughs> yeah i mean it definitely does there's no question about that but staying busy doing the guitars initially it had to be like i don't know where to start i mean what was the the that first effect that you had is like, wow, this is a great idea, but now what? Well, you know, the now what's have been replaced by every time we do a shelter. And I can tell you the first few, and, and really even up to this day, it's like, it's it's kind of, and I don't mean, it's almost like a rush in a sense that when you give and you give, a, there is nothing that is more fulfilling to me personally as that feeling of when you give up something that you, and your time, I found, mm-hmm. is probably the most valuable thing, whether you know it or not, that you have. Mm-hmm. Um, some people say, well, I have a car collection, I have a gun collection, I have a, you know, ru- priceless rubies. It doesn't matter what you have that is physical, it will never amount to your time. Um, I've met so many gentlemen, thankfully, and, and ladies, you know, that are very successful in, in my career. And yeah. So, and, and what do they inspire you to do? Well, they inspire me just to keep going, just keep, keep moving, keep no. giving. And that's what you got to do, because this is a great cause. You're doing yes. great things. We're going to be talking more with Stephen Cade right here on Sumner County Spotlight. Hope you'll stick around, because where do you hear what's on the other side? It's going to be a lot of fun. That's all I got to say. We'll be right back with more of Sumner County Spotlight. Thanks for listening to Sumner County Spotlight, a weekly public affairs program heard each and every Sunday right here on WHIN. Or you can listen on our podcast page at whinradio.com. If you'd like to become a sponsor of this program, reach out to me, Jeff Shannon, at jeff at whinradio.com. Uh, here we are with Sumner County Spotlight. We're going to continue our incredible conversation with Stephen Cade, who is a an incredible person. That's, I, I got to say, when I talked to him on the phone, I was just instantly impressed because, first of all, his passion for music and for helping others is, is amazing. I don't think anybody can match that. <laughs> you just got enough energy for everybody. <laughs> so thank you for coming on the show. And with the giving guitars, you, you have to have some things coming up that you're working on? Yeah. Oh, yeah. We're, we got a, uh, a lot of shows coming up right now. Some in, in Nashville, but then we're also going to be heading out to California. Uh, before we go to California, we're going to be in Champaign, Illinois. And I'm going to be performing at this uh, place called Matt's Barn. It's kind of like Daryl's house. I don't know if you've ever heard of oh, that yeah. before. Yeah. So this gentleman, he's created this whole uh, sort of 
TV atmosphere and uh, in a barn, and it's really cool. So I'm performing there uh, in in sort of the Chicago area, and then after that, we're going to be heading out, you know, relatively soon to to Arizona because I'm performing for a, an event out there in in Prescott, and then an event in Scottsdale as well, okay. and then uh, out to California to perform. And then the I think the biggest the biggest thing of this year for me is going to be the the country music festival in Sweden in Gothenburg and wow. it's the number it's the biggest country music festival in Sweden this year and so I'm co-headlining that bill and it's been pretty uh, tremendous for me to to get asked to do that that has nothing to do with giving guitars although we are going to be donating a guitar in Sweden so that wow. will technically make giving guitars a global Absolutely. Uh, uh, wow. foundation but now, uh, I would love to hear um some Swedish country music. <laughs> See, there is, amazing. there is out there. I know, there's got to be. One hundred percent. There, and, and really, and my one of my songs is being played in in Bologna, Italy. They are doing line dances to it out there. In fact, I saw it on Facebook. Well, you know, you made it if they're line dancing to you. Yeah, that's it. You know, <laughs> these folks are just and and there was such it was so beautiful. I saw a mother and her daughter. She was holding her little baby, dan- dancing to my song in Italy, doing a line dance, and I was like. Oh, I've made it as an artist. You know, I don't even need need to see anything else. You yeah, know, yeah. but uh, but but as an artist, trying to just touch on this a little earlier is that really giving guitars would not be where it was today if if I hadn't put my head down and just start working hard in the music industry. Yeah, and and that started a long time ago with a my first manager, and and so my first manager was Floyd Rose. And for the guitar players out there, they're gonna like what the heck? Your manager was Floyd Rose. Yeah. Well, Floyd Rose for people that don't know Floyd the way I describe him is and he's going to be in the in the music hall of fame for sure but he 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 invented a little piece called the neck locking neck tremolo and Eddie Van Halen really helped make that very popular and so Eddie Van Halen's known to to a lot of people when he did I should say God Mm -hmm. rest his soul he you know he would do these dive bombs with his guitar and so the guitar would go out of tune until Floyd invented a way to not make that happen that was my first manager wow and through Floyd I got to be introduced to the music industry uh, for a pretty quick way you know I we ended up going to my ba- I was in a band at the time and I was the lead singer of this band and uh, we got signed and we went up to Canada to record actually to get mixed by Bruce Fairburn's engineer and Bruce Fairburn people don't even know that name but he's since passed in fact he passed right after but he he produced Pump by Aerosmith, mm-hmm. Slippery When Wet by Bon Jovi. He produced The Cranberries, he produced Kiss. If you were to look at, Bruce, if somebody were to do a Google on Bruce Fairburn, they'd, the, 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 the massive records he produced in his time of living. So we went up there and got mixed by Mike Plotnikoff who mixed Huba Stank and things like that. I was This band I was in was more of a, a pop rock band mm-hmm. in Southern California. And so uh, we, uh, we did a lot of touring. I did a lot of learning about the music business at that time. A lot of meeting people well you you've performed with some uh, pretty uh, yeah incredible people I must we, say, <laughs> in the band days, we we opened up for a lot of uh, people like I mean like Sugar Ray. We were doing stuff with him at the time. But but after that, I'm originally from Houston, Texas, so there was always a a, a calling to country music for me, and and because I grew up on it, I was mm-hmm. I lived right around the corner from Mickey Gillies, which you know Mickey Gilly was a, a very famous uh, singer in country music, yeah. and he opened up bars and whatnot, and and so I got to as a kid, I would see other acts coming through Mickey. 
Nikki Gillies at that time, who were the nobodies at that time, mm -hmm. like like you know people like Dwight Yoakam's and stuff like that. They were just you know or whoever they were. They were mm -hmm. the thes that yeah. before they they were as big as they were. And sure. So I just got it. I got introduced to country music uh, in a very unique way out of coming out of Texas, and I always wanted to go back to it. So you know I started just saying hey. Maybe one day, you know, I, w I wanted to come out to Nashville, and I did in 2002, and I got to uh, write with some fantastic people out here at that time. Then I, it just took a little bit of time to get back here, but uh, <laughs> we're out here now. But a lot of a lot of the music industry that I've sort of weathered and gone through, there's been so many people that have come and gone in my my time that are writers and and songwriters, even big names, you know, have yeah. just fallen away. But I just keep. I, I heard Harrison Ford say one time. They said, "Well, how did you get?" to be you know successful what do you attribute he said you know what i just never got off the bus i just <laughs> hang on and i just kept going and i yeah. didn't stop and i think that persistence and perseverance is really it's it's even more than talent in this industry mm -hmm. it's and it's it's even more than who you know people always say well you got to be really talented and everything and you got to it's all about who you know <laughs> i really right. feel like it's more about how long can you stomach the ebbs and flows and the ups and downs? If, if you if you're a day trader, you know you better have the right stomach for that. Oh yeah. You know what I mean? And that's really essentially what what a, a you're a gambler in a in a sense. When you got to be in it for the long haul. I mean, it's not going to happen overnight. People think that it does <laughs> because you just automatically show up. You're famous now. It's like no. Sorry, doesn't happen that way. It doesn't. <laughs> it, you've I've been through so many radio interviews. I've, I could, and thankfully, I'm thankful for every single one because they made me the artist that I am today. Yep. You know, it, it made me understand that there is a message behind music. It's not just about you know three chords and the truth. Yeah. It is, as much as we want to say, you know talk about it. Well, speaking of that, you were telling me early you wrote this song. Yeah. And I was just blown away. And I I, I told you, songwriting is the key to this. Yes. You be able to play Strong. a little bit of that? I could. Yeah. Okay. Are you kidding me? Anytime I could play guitar. Yeah. Hold. And yeah. Sing, I would All right. For you. Let, let's this get her ready. This is a brand new song that uh, I wrote for my for my wife and, and with her in mind. She, her name is not Grace, but. Um, oh, so it's okay. So let, it's called Amazing Grace, Amazing but Grace. not what you think. Uh, Stephen K is going to perform a little bit of this, so we can just hear the the meat and potatoes of it because I think it's just incredible how you can take a song and make it so impactful and really make you kind of think not just listening to a song but listening to the to the words and and how it impacts you you know when you get a, a talented person you know with something like this and see that cold will get that thing it does it'll mess with it all the time <laughs> <laughs> I made a video for the you know the kids and everybody to a free video for them to check out for giving guitars and one of the first things we teach is tune your guitar. It's pretty pretty, <laughs> pretty important to keep doing that. Yeah, cuz otherwise, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, let's see if I got it close. This is a little bitty travel guitar. So this is called Amazing Grace. Grace, you're the prettiest girl I've seen On the Santa Monica beach You stand next to me I could see you were full of grace Right then and there I knew I was no good for you You wouldn't want to be with me A sinner from Tennessee Who don't deserve an angel like you You were 
Typical preacher's daughter Baptized in holy water Blonde hair, green eyes Everything about you drives me wild You were the sunrise on my darkest night My wreck world, you made it right Took my life from dark and gray And you colored it amazing gray Wow. <laughs> I mean, look at the words. Now, what it, well, I know what inspired you, but what, how did all the words come together like that? They come together when you get around. One of the, one of the things I will say to any up, up and coming uh, artist is get around people who are equally as talented, you are, are even better in terms of songwriting. And uh, I just got to get in a room with some guys like Cody Kelly and Jamie Phillips that are wonderful songwriters in their own right. Sometimes an artist will come up and say, hey, I have this idea for a song. And then we all pitch in and it really is just a, it's like everybody getting in the kitchen and helping each other out. Oh yeah, right. You know, yeah. that's really what it is. That's the beautiful thing about songwriting here in Nashville. Yeah. And I know you have a, a new single out that's pretty recent out here. I love the title, have not heard that before. So how did that come about? Good Years is a song, again, I was written, I was writing in the room with Cody Kelly and Greg Wilson. And Cody is a super great at coming up with a, a theme. And so he walks into this to the room that day and he's like, you know what? I have this idea for a song called Good Years. And I'm like, and we're all looking at each other like, okay, great. Are we writing like a, a jingle today? You know, I think that to myself anyways. But then he's like, no, I think this is a song like, you know, like we can really kind of make it about a father and a son experiencing sort of this whole NASCAR adventure together. Mm -hmm. And I had just gotten off of doing this Porsche experience by, by the grace of God. There's this thing in Birmingham, Alabama, where uh, they bring in business sort of clubs. The businesses will bring in their employees to drive these Porsches around this track. Mm -hmm. And um, it's called Barbers, and it's crazy. And so I was driving these cars, and I was going like 150 miles an hour around corners in these high-engine, you know, German engines. And I'm like, how can it be that I'm doing this, and there are NASCAR drivers driving at 200 miles an hour? Yeah doing all of that I, I mean it gave me a whole new appreciation wow. for just how great you have to be to drive a oh, car please and i was on the daytona track at daytona you know the incline you can barely walk up it and these guys are driving it you know 100 200 miles an hour on that embankment i mean it's you have to be on your game i will say that and you have to be a little bit of a daredevil let's oh, be yeah. honest trust me <laughs> So listen, hey, what you know? Since we're talking, let's take a listen to the song "Good Years" right now, and let's uh, take a listen to Stephen Kate and his "Good Years" right here, Summer County Spotlight. Wasn't the pop of a mid or the cast of a line being a kid on a tractor learning how to drive on the back forty? No, not for me. I felt closest to my dad when we. i 
t-shirt Shouting out, Gordon, you're a jerk Every time that he drove by Some of the best times of my life Was it Bristol, Daytona, and Talladega Cheering on three, the Intimidator Drivers start your engines, let the green flag fly Watching them cars go zooming by It was the Brickyard, Charlotte, Darlington You could feel it in your chest when they let those horses run With my old man in the stands as the crowd cheers We had some good years watching those good years those good years on if you're going to do it the right way <laughs> so this song is out right now and it how is. would they get a hold of it you can find it on spotify apple music pandora you can go to stephenk.com obviously that'll direct you right there which would be great you can go to my instagram page Stephen Cade country at Stephen Cade country or any one of my social media platforms especially youtube please go to youtube and subscribe and follow me there and you got a lot of videos on your website even Yes, on my website we got a lot of yeah. videos. Got a lot of videos, obviously from from me performing, and then a lot of the giving guitar stuff. We're all in with video. We love it. All right. So the main question I had back in the day: Did you have a mullet? I did not. Oh. <laughs> but I did have hair down to my back. So. Yeah. Well. Okay. <laughs> so that was back in the day. The day. Yeah. Right. It's like, hey, the mullets are coming back, though. They are. I, I can't pull it off. <laughs> A lot missing back here in the back. <laughs> well, I'm just, I am so uh, proud of you for everything you're doing and the fact that you take the time to give back. I mean, that's just a heart thing, you know, and like you said, it makes you feel good and you're not making any money out of it. You're helping people feel good and bringing music into it. And that, that really, that's what it's all about. It is. Thank you. I appreciate that. I'm, I'm excited to see where it's going to go and just inspired daily by people who um, who give and, and give more. And, you know, that's, that's essentially it. Well, you're doing great things. Thanks. Keep it up. And we're talking about singer-songwriter Stephen Cade and his whole Cade crew doing a great job doing this. So we appreciate you so very much. Just keep doing what you're doing. And we'll have to have to talk again and catch up and see what's going on. Sounds good. 
All right. All right. That's going to wrap it up for this segment of Sumner County Spotlight. I'm your host, Jeff Shannon, and we'll catch you with more of Sumner County Spotlight. Thanks for listening to Sumner County Spotlight, a weekly public affairs program heard each and every Sunday right here on WHIN. Or you can listen on our podcast page at whinradio.com. If you'd like to become a sponsor of this program, reach out to me, Jeff Shannon, at jeff at whinradio.com. Hey, welcome back to Summer County Spotlight. Uh, thanks for joining us here on this uh, Sunday. Now, you know you can check this on our podcast page at whinradio.com and just look for Summer County Spotlight. It'll be up there, and you can uh, check that and listen over and over again. That's got to be up there. We've got some more guests here in the studio, and we're talking about an incredible program you're going to hear about. I wanted to bring in Max Rykoff and Chul Rambam. See, I'm practicing. And they are with Nashville International. Now, wait until you hear about this program. So, guys, thank you so much for joining us and explaining exactly what this is. Max, let's kick it off with you. Uh, Give us some background and... Tell us what's going on here. Yeah, thanks so much for having us. Jewel and I work at the Nashville International Center for Empowerment, better known by our acronym NICE. NICE. And like it. it is the one of the, the greatest parts about working at, at the Nashville International Center for Empowerment is our acronym. It's nice to have you in Nashville. It's nice to have you in Gallatin. We're nice people. We think that we do nice work. We were founded by a very nice man who came to the United States as a refugee from South Sudan. And he has a pretty incredible personal story. His name is Dr. Gatloak Thatch. If you just Google his name, you'll see uh, a segment on national public television about his life story. He has a couple books available to read but basically what happened is he came to the united states his his life in in south sudan was harrowing he was a former Mm -hmm. child soldier and he had to overcome a lot of obstacles when he came here as a refugee and he he started this organization very humbly teaching his wife and other members of the sudanese community english in a small room that was the first barrier that his community and most immigrant communities face is the language barrier so they decided to tackle that first nice over the next 18 years now found in 2000 has grown to a refugee resettlement and social services agency for refugees and immigrants in Middle Tennessee that has served over 37,000 people, which is astounding, especially when you consider Dr. Gat, we call him Dr. Gat, his, his personal story and journey and what he was able to to build and what NICE has has become over those years. Well, and the program is located here in Middle Tennessee, and you do have you have an office in Nashville, and you have one here in Gallatin, and you're down on the square. Is this something that people can come by and see you, or you have to make an appointment? So generally, we we're we're just opening our office in in Gallatin, and we'll talk about that in a second. Mm-hmm. But generally, what happens is. The people that we serve, the communities that we serve have come to our office in Nashville. This takes a little bit of explaining because <laughs> we work primarily with with refugees okay. and immigrants. When people hear the word refugee in the U.S., there's a certain image mm-hmm. that certain people certainly have. Masses of people trying to cross the, the border or something like that, right? And that's not in the, in the U.S. immigration system what we consider refugee. It's a very specific uh, definition. So first of all, it's important to, to reiterate this because this is a really sad reality of the world that we live in. Mm-hmm. There's over 100 million people around the world who are displaced from their homes due to war and conflict and natural disaster, uh, a host of reasons. Unfortunately, that number continues to grow. In the past year alone, 
just in Ukraine, over 14 million people have been displaced from their homes. And there's a lot more tragic situations that get less media coverage mm-hmm. around the world all the time. Yeah, re- Ukraine is real hot right now, but there there's still other areas of the world that are people want to get out of there. And we don't blame them, actually. You know, it's crazy. Absolutely. And, and there, nobody wants to leave their home, mm-hmm. their family, their friends, their culture. People are forced to flee their homes due to circumstances beyond their control. And one of the the primary programs of NICE is refugee resettlement, which is what we're going to be doing in Gallatin. Mm-hmm. And the way that works, it's actually a process that starts it starts with the United Nations. So of those 100 million or so people around the world who are displaced from their homes, over 20 million of them are kind of under the jurisdiction of the United Nations. So they're living in a United Nations camp. Mm-hmm. They've fled their home country, gone to a second country, where there's often a camp because they're they're fearing persecution. They're, they're fleeing for their lives. And sometimes people will be living in a, a UN refugee camp for decades before they start a process of resettlement. So the United States has these centers around the world that begin processing applications for refugee resettlement. And it takes about 18 months to two years to go through this long process of, of vetting and interviews and checks from international agencies, from Department of Homeland Security, from our immigration system. And essentially, when somebody is approved to be resettled in the United States, they are assigned to an organization in the U.S. that provides provides them with their first apartment, with job placement, Mm -hmm. with case management, access to certain government benefits that are designed to get them economically self-sufficient in a pretty short amount of time. Mm -hmm. And that's where an organization like NICE comes in. So every year, the president of the United States, each year, no matter who it is, we've had this history since 1980, when the Refugee Resettlement Act was codified. Before then, it was done basically by by private organizations. After World War II, the U.S. started accepting refugees, but it was formalized in this way in 1980 under the Reagan administration. So the president each year uh, determines a number. We're going to accept X amount of refugees into this country. And then organizations like NICE actually do the work of, of welcoming people to to communities and helping them integrate, providing them with, with the resources and the tools that they need to to thrive in their new communities. So the refugees don't pick where they want to go. They're just assigned to Sumner County or to Louisiana. So they don't really pick where they want to go, right? So kind of. A lot of times somebody will have a connection in the United States. Okay. A family member. It could be a cousin or a distant cousin or someone that they, they know or a member of their own diaspora community. Okay. And that's why they'll come to a certain community. Sometimes, yeah, they're, they don't know anyone, mm-hmm. and they'll come to a place like Nashville, which is much more difficult, obviously, to integrate when you don't know anybody. Mm-hmm. As, we, as this area continues to grow, people rejoining their family members in Nashville. And Nashville in, in Middle Tennessee is a remarkably diverse place. Sure. And more people are coming here to through the refugee system and other pathway, immig- immigration pathways to be well, with family. Well, one of the hard things for them, you know, as a refugee coming especially to Nashville— is just learning to say y'all. They got to learn to say that. Absolutely. If you, if you don't say y'all, you're never going to be able to That's integrate right. into the and, culture and here. Bless sure. your heart. Yeah, bless your heart. <laughs> well, sure. When you're sitting over here, that just you got all this information. I see you're you're about to burst. Oh man, I'm just enjoying everything Max is saying because it is definitely accurate and factual. Yeah, I give, know give your background. This this is so fascinating. Definitely. So my family came to the United States back in 2000 under the replacement agency for 
in New York and we lived there for about a year and we had an uncle that lived here in Gallatin to be exact. So up there you had to learn to say forget about it. Oh, well, I was too young to be able to do that. But yes, yes. There was a lot of adjustments. There weren't many South Sudanese like ourselves. But through Catholic uh, churches, we were able to integrate into the community and go to different local events, which was really helpful. But nothing like having that diaspora community. And that's what we found here when we moved to Gallatin. Mm -hmm. Well, and it's a big difference from New York. It is a very big difference. Difference. Yeah. The weather, for facts, that it is big. Have you big learned to wear boots yet? We're working on that <laughs> <laughs> for sure. Working on it. <laughs> Come on, Max. You got to, you know, get her going. Get what her... was the? What's the? Well, you were what? One year? You, you were one years old when you moved to? So I was to... about three and a half. Yeah. So I hadn't turned four yet. Do you have any memories of when you first came when you were a little? Oh, girl, because I came around the same age, too. Mm-hmm. Most of the stories were um, stories that were told to me, and I was like, oh, yeah, I remember that. Okay. Uh, and then I'd always get on the phone with uh, my grandparents passed away around 2000, so I really didn't get to speak to them. But my aunties and uncles and cousins would always tell me, remember, you did this and da-da-da, you had a best friend and you would always walk around with her and there was this cat that you guys just loved and you guys would bring home. So I'm like, oh yeah, I I guess I did do that. (laughs) Now, are you going to be located here in Gallatin? Yes, we will be located on Jocelyn Avenue, 104 Jocelyn. Now, you already had the ribbon cutting, right? We did. Okay. We did. And we had some significant figures come out. Um, We had... the Gallatin mayor, Mayor Paige Brown, come, the Chamber of mm-hmm. Commerce. It was just amazing. The police even came. Good. So wow. It was amazing. So that, that's great. Your position here in Gallatin is, is having an office. And again, it, it is a point of contact. And you have a website. I guess that you'll just use the same website, the same website and it correct. can direct, I guess, to to your office if, if need to be. Mm-hmm. Um, but are you available to maybe go out and educate and speak to organizations? And- Definitely. Community engagement is okay. one of the biggest things that I feel in Galton will be our biggest selling point. You know, getting the community engaged mm-hmm. just simply because Gallatin, Sumner County, is smaller than Nashville and mm-hmm. does not have um, as vast of a diverse to network of people. Mm-hmm. So having community be able to say, yes, we stand with this organization and bringing these new people into the city is going to be our selling point and the right. biggest thing for us. One of the, the coolest things about NICE being in Gallatin is that in 2017, Reader's Digest named Gallatin as the nicest place mm-hmm. in America. Mm-hmm. And now we have the nicest organization exactly. in America How there. And yeah. as, as Mayor Brown said, Gallatin has had a long history of being a welcoming place. And there's mm-hmm. been the South Sudanese community presence in, in Gallatin for a while. And I've obviously not spent as nearly as much time in Gallatin as you have, but mm-hmm. everyone that we've talked to has been incredibly warm especially the first presbyterian church where we've had good relationships definitely definitely and first presbyterian was actually telling us how they've had um histories helping different refugee communities come into gallatin someone was one of the congregation members was telling me about how in the 
1980s, they had a big Poland community come to Gallatin. And then in the 90s, I believe, they had a huge Romanian population coming in as well. Mm -hmm. So they had a lot of um, history helping different communities, which I think is one of the reasons why they sought us out, not knowing that we were coming to Gallatin, but just wanted to form uh, more relations and being able to help out. Now, there, there is allocated uh, amount of people, like for, for Sumner County, is mm-hmm. that correct? And that's, correct. that number is 50, right? 50, correct. Now, it, it's not going to be all like from one country. So let's, Ukraine is real hot right now. Mm-hmm. So would we get necessarily 50 Ukrainians, or it's going to be a mixture of different It's going to be a mixture from okay. different right. countries. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Under yeah. kind of normal set of circumstances, and each but, year presents... Uh, us and and the world with a different set of circumstances and mm-hmm. international crises. The last was two year and a half ago. There was the unprecedented evacuation of Afghans mm-hmm. that was definitely an, an international crisis. And definitely, over six hundred Afghans came to the Middle Tennessee area, and that was a bit different than we normally operate. And then the situation in Ukraine, of course, the war there. But generally, we resettle people from. Sudan, mm-hmm. Somalia, Ethiopia, Ethiopia. Egypt, Southeast Uganda, Asia, Congo, right. Democratic Republic of Congo, and Central America as mm-hmm. well. As well. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, and, and you guys really help them out. You, once they, uh, they're assigned to you, you're there, you're going to help them with housing, you're going to help them with social services, you're going to help them just kind of acclimate to the, the system and how it's done, because it's, it's a big culture shock Definitely. You know, when you come in here. Definitely. And uh, one thing that I think a lot of people do not realize about refugees is just their resilience. Mm, um, true. <laughs> them being in these camps for so long, they kind of built a goal in their mind. Once I arrive to the Western world, America, I want to be able to accomplish my hopes and dreams. And sometimes those hopes and dreams are for their kids to be able to really develop and be who they want to be. Um, So the first question that they typically ask when we go to their first home visit after we have settled them into an apartment is, when can I start working? When can I get a job? And we have to let them know that there's a process. We have to finish getting your documentations. Uh, We have to wait until your social security comes. We have to get state ID, et cetera, et cetera. Then we can work on job placement. Right. Well, we're going to continue our conversation after this break, but we are speaking with Max Rykoff and Chul Rambang. Did I roll the R good? You did. Good. All right. Uh, We're talking about uh, Empower Nashville. So Nashville International, the center of empowerment. An incredible story, but we have a lot more to talk about, and we'll be right back with more of Sumner County Spotlight. Thanks for listening to Sumner County Spotlight, a weekly public affairs program heard each and every Sunday right here on WHIN. Or you can listen on our podcast page at whinradio.com. If you'd like to become a sponsor of this program, reach out to me, Jeff Shannon, at jeff at whinradio.com. And we're back with Summer County Spotlight, uh, your host, Jeff Shannon, on this Sunday morning. And again, it's going to be on our podcast page at whinradio.com starting this afternoon, around 12. So check that out. So we're going to continue our conversation, and we're talking about an incredible story and a program that really helps uh, refugees find their place here in the new world, as far as they're concerned. We're going to continue our conversation with uh, Chul Rambang and Max Rykoff. Max, uh, you had mentioned something that you were also a refugee. That's right. 
my my family came to the U.S. from Uzbekistan after the Soviet Union broke apart. After after the Soviet Union fell apart in 1991, there are massive waves of immigration out of those out of Russia and also out of those former Soviet republics. And because of that, the former Soviet refugees are actually the largest refugee group in the United States, just because of the. the how how much exodus there was at the time. There was a special program developed in the late 80s that allowed for religious minorities from the, the Soviet Union, now former Soviet states, to come to the U.S. It's called the Lautenberg Program that exists within the uh, the U.S. Refugee Admissions Program. So I was only four years old at the time. Mm-hmm. We came to Birmingham, Alabama. Wow. So much longer story of how we came to, to Birmingham than we have time for today. But I remember how incredibly difficult it was for for my parents, oh, yes. how traumatic it was, and what a significant culture shock it was. And it's somewhat surreal for me. I grew up in a Russian-speaking home. My Russia and Ukraine, it's, it's complicated, obviously, the, the mm-hmm. history. My father was born in Ukraine. My mom's mom was born in Ukraine. It was all kind of one country mm-hmm. and one culture back then, so to speak. But NICE has been working with Ukrainians who have fled the war over the past six or eight months. Mm-hmm. So we've we've been kind of the lead agency working with Ukrainians coming here. And there's been over 200 who have come to our office for our for our services. And it's surreal to me speaking in, and most people do speak Russian, although some will only speak Ukrainian, but speaking in Russian and with people who have obviously come in a different set of circumstances mm-hmm. than I have, but it's... Mm-hmm. It's still wild, but we have an event coming up on April 15th at Plaza Mariachi in Nashville Mm -hmm. for the Ukrainian community. Wow. We're celebrating community and acknowledging, obviously, the war and offering kind of a resource fair of services around Middle Tennessee that's available to Ukrainians, but more importantly, just getting the community together because there's been a lot of folks who who don't know each other, who are kind of spread around Middle Tennessee, which is different than how we normally uh, operate. We, we try to right. find housing for, for people as close to the uh, South National as possible, oftentimes in apartment complexes, so community can be built up. Mm-hmm. It's hard when you're, you're from a country, uh, one country, and then there's no one that looks like you or speaks your language anywhere mm-hmm. around you. It's hard to psychologically to deal with that sure now they can find out more of the website so it's mpowernashville.org that's em power nashville.org and everything's right on there uh, so you might want to check that out and you can get in contact ask questions and now are you all a nonprofit? we are we are okay. a nonprofit yeah. organization mm-hmm. all the donations are tax deductible mm-hmm. yes. we also have a lot of volunteer opportunities okay. across all of our programs you can mentor uh, families and, and kids you can help with adult education, be a volunteer English language teacher. Okay. You can help drive people to appointments. There's a lot of ways you can get involved. Sure. Sure. And how, what yeah. was the best way to reach you? Is there a phone number or best just to go through the website? Go to the website. We have a volunteer application there. All, okay. all the, the proper phone numbers listed on there, too. Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> well, that helps, sure. I guess. Yes. Um, so you have this event coming up. Uh, do you have any, any big fundraisers that you're working on? Our, our annual fundraiser usually takes place the third week of October, and we will tell everyone about it. It's, sure. it's a lot of fun. We, we celebrate the communities that we serve. We have musical performances. We have trivia, and it's a celebration, right, of the, the diverse communities that we work with. So you can meet a lot of people that you probably never met before if you come. And you're on social media as well. Everybody's got to be on there. Oh, yeah. We're all over that. Yeah. So our handles are at Nice Nashville. NIC Nashville, and yeah. we'll have we'll have all the information about the Gallatin 
office and our work there as well. Mm-hmm. And uh, Chul might be uh, singing a little bit. He might be on stage, uh, you know, working out some good country tunes. Oh, yes, definitely. <laughs> <clears throat> I have a great country voice. <laughs> Y'all? Y'all? Yeah, well, one of I had your, to learn. <laughs> one of your, your friends performed at our annual fundraiser yes, last year. Yes. Really? Mm-hmm. Wow. We had uh, J come out and perform, and everyone loved it. Um, she does more of like an Afro beat folklore type mm-hmm, music, mm-hmm. and it was it was great. We also had another singer singing opera, and uh, she was one of our Ukrainian clients that we had been helping. So it was amazing. Opera always sounds better in a different language I, than I English. Know, you know, I you agree. Do it. <laughs> another language sounds it so much amazing. better. It was amazing. She actually sang Bizet's Carmen in Russian. In Russian. Wow. <laughs> but I anyway, try to translate things, and it's always like it's back. Everything's backwards, you know. Like Spanish is like reverse. I, I don't know. I can't figure it out. But <laughs> I don't think I don't think opera should be performed in English. No, it's <laughs> sacrilegious. It's yeah. Just, yeah it's a, you know, of course, Italian. It always sounds very romantic. It, you know? Yes, it does. <laughs> that kind of thing. In, in your Gallatin office, um, are you there usually every day or? So right now, uh, most of our work is still coming out of Nashville since we do not have any clients yet. Okay. What typically happens is that our VOLAG, which is Ethiopian Community Development Council, of those 10 governing agencies okay. that facilitate resettlement um, they have to send us an assurance for us to be able to start having clients come to the Gallatin location so right now I'm mainly still based out of Nashville but will be um, coming to Gallatin more right now it's just two days a week in Gallatin but soon we'll pick up yeah now I, I gotta say I mean you you guys teamed up with some pretty powerful partners uh, uh, you want to give a shout out to those those folks I mean you got the Titans involved and yeah, we have a, a. There's been a lot of community support Gosh. for our work over the last 18 years. Uh, we we worked with Vanderbilt University and Meharry with Belmont University. There's a lot of local foundations who help fund our work: mm-hmm. the Scarlet Family Foundation, Josie Davis Foundation, Memorial Foundation, the Maddox Fund, Dollar General Literacy Foundation has been a big supporter of our work. Salome Health has been doing all the medical screenings. We work a lot with our partners, the Tennessee Office for Refugees mm-hmm. and Catholic Charities and and Spiritus is a new refugee organization in Middle, Middle Tennessee. We have a list of over 100 community partners. So wow. as you can imagine, the work of integrating and resettling a refugee is requires mm-hmm. a lot. Sure. And people have expertise in ver- across various fields. So we're, we're incredibly fortunate that, that people support our work and work with us. Yeah. Well, I guess one of the first things you, you would do when you, you get a client that comes in we'll call them clients but is finding them housing do you have certain spots that you have negotiated with or you have uh, connections with that we would say okay you're going to be housed here (laughs) or is there temporary then you transition into a final place so typically when we have a confirmed flight that a case client is coming we'll try to find apartments that are available we have a great relationship with infield management uh, and they have some properties in nashville so typically we'll look and see what they have available and if they do not have anything available at the time if this client is coming with a u.s tie so they have like family or connections here in the u.s we'll ask and see if they can house them for a little while. If not, then we'll do hotels and Airbnbs, different temporary situations until we can get them into their own home. 
So is it very difficult to try to get job placement? And I mean, I guess especially since they're not understanding the language or have learned it yet, per se. I mean, a lot of countries they do. You have people that speak English as well, but Mm -hmm. that's got to be a a challenge. So here's the thing is we have so many employers who come to us who want to hire our clients. Mm -hmm. And fortunately, we can be super selective about who we choose to work with. Yes. We, we make sure that people pay at least $15 an hour. Our average starting rate is like about $17.79 an hour. Correct. People have to be able to afford their rent, mm-hmm. which is obviously rising in Middle Tennessee. Mm-hmm. But we, we prefer places who can provide some transportation or be creative about getting people to work, mm-hmm. but also who have some English language uh, lessons available within the workplace. The workplace. Okay. We also have a, we, our largest program at NICE historically has been adult adult education, so learning mm-hmm. English. So people are working while learning English. Mm-hmm. So you were talking about resiliency. People are working one job, sometimes two jobs two at jobs. a big family while also going to English language classes. Mm-hmm. Wow. Mm-hmm. Yes. But I guess you got to do it. You know, you got to do what you got to do. You got to do uh, what you got to do. But you, ha- you have the resources. That's the important thing. So if somebody is coming in, I mean, I just couldn't imagine, you know, if I went to a different country and you know nothing, <laughs> you know, you don't know climate, you don't know anything about what's going on. So it's great that you all are there as a resource. Oh. Of course, of course. And I do think I want to kind of give a shout out and thank our neighbors, uh, our Nashville neighbors, and then now our Sumner County neighbors for really giving us that encouragement to be able to help our clients. Because, it, again, going back to what I had said, it takes a community. Yes. It really does. It really does. Well, and the great thing about Middle Tennessee is people come together. If Definitely. people need help, there are plenty of folks here that just love to help out. Mm-hmm. Volunteering, you know, you have disasters, you have people in need. I mean, it's just, it's been an incredible because, you know, a lot of people do have used the GoFundMe platform and have just done amazing things. How just complete strangers just come out of nowhere and, and help out. And I'm sure that people here are, are very welcoming and, and concerned about people and kind of understand their plight and kind of what they've they've gone through. And they're willing to help. Uh, that's great. And if they want, want to volunteer, you'd love to have them, right? Of course. <laughs> a- absolutely. absolutely. I will say this. On Sunday, this past Sunday, we had a celebration dinner of a, a volunteer group from St. George's Episcopal Church in Nashville who partnered with an Afghan family and they were reflecting on their relationship. Wow. And it was so beautiful. They came to NICE and NICE trained them to, to do the volunteer work and everyone was hugging and crying and calling each other family. This was an incredibly transformative experience mm-hmm. for the volunteer group, of course, for the family from Afghanistan as well. It was one of those moments that really gave me faith in humanity and for the future of the country and that's the kind of impact that life-changing impact that mm-hmm. you can have if you volunteer with nice sure definitely. yeah definitely. and again the website m-e-m powernashville.org you can pick up everything in there and of course you're on socials just look for them there as well and but i i think it's nice that nice is growing yeah we, <laughs> we, we yeah we think it is too and we're we're grateful for again all the, all the support and from all of our community partners for for this radio station for uh, yes, helping thank you for having spread us. the word uh, yeah we want we want middle tennessee to be a nicer place yeah it's sure. it's nice that you're nice and you're winning with win 
<laughs> win on win. We've got it for you right here. There we go. Uh, so what do you th- what, what do you think is coming up next? What do you see in the near future? So I mean, it's hard to predict with the world because the world's changing all the, all time, the time. But, you know, Un- unfortunately, people are continuing to be displaced from their homes mm-hmm. around the world. Our hope is that not only Middle Tennessee, but the United States can continue investing in the infrastructure of welcoming and mm-hmm. embrace more refugees coming into the country. We have the capacity to welcome. We have the resources to welcome. And we know that this is the Im- immigration is going to, will be a hot button issue mm-hmm. for, for the foreseeable future. Sure. Yes. It's really complicated, but we want people to know it's part of the legacy of the United States. To welcome people from around the world and historically u.s has been the country who has welcomed the most refugees and we want that to continue to be the yeah. case well the fact that you all are here is great and thank you so much for enlightening us uh, on this uh, we've been talking with max reikoff and chul rambang rambang i just love how you say it it sounds so much better say it rambang oh my gosh it's great <laughs> but we appreciate you guys coming in and filling us in on this again you can find out more at empowernashville.org So that's going to wrap it up for this edition of Sumner County Spotlight. I'm your host, Jeff Shannon. We'll check you next weekend right here, every Sunday morning at 10, right here at WHIN. So that's going to wrap it up for this edition of Sumner County Spotlight. Sumner County Spotlight will return next Sunday morning at 10 a.m. Thanks for listening.